Hi, I'm Rachel Cook. I'm Corey Santiago, and this is Delete Delete If Not Not Allowed. Okay, so real talk. You ever are like in a work, you know, setting where there's like an icebreaker and they're like, tell us one thing about yourself that's not related to work. Most dreaded question of my life. Yeah, seriously. Like the worst thing. Like as as a leader of an organization, I will never give an icebreaker like that. But it is a little distressing to me, um, despite the fact of all the years that I've been in the workplace that I still don't have a good answer to that question and like literally what happens is like other people start going around and like you know they're like well like I love to read like I love to cook like I love to hike I'm a champion scuba diver with my kid on the weekends yeah like I like to watch TikTok like I don't Uh, I don't really know there's always somebody who's got like some really unique unusual hobby that you never saw coming that like ends up being this really cool fun fact you remember about them forever and you're like oh my god that guy like has goats and like that's so cool (laughs) okay yeah so mine (laughs) the only thing that I can think of (laughs) when people ask me like what do I do for joy or like what is my thing that I do for myself that's not work-related is sit in my car alone eating fast food and watching Netflix. <laughs> wow, same, same. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it, but when I'm having a very stressful, bad day, um, that is my that is my self-care is, you know, like sometimes you just need a fountain Coke. Um, even if you're pregnant. Every ailment. You know? You just need a McDonald's fountain Coke and um, to sit sometimes in silence. You don't even have to watch anything, but just sitting alone. <laughs> so I actually did this. I did this today coming home and it was not planned. I didn't even know what we were going to talk about, but I had like a stressful doctor's appointment. And I was like there for like an hour and a half, like uh, just over it, like yelling at people from work, like everyone's asking stuff of me and I'm just driving on it. The traffic is slammed like a 15 hour, 15 hour. See, I'm like losing it. 15 minute drive is going to take me half an hour to get home. And if basically, and then I see the golden arches on the side at a rest stop. And this is gold because it's a rest stop with a drive through. And I was like, I've hit the jackpot. And I just come immediately off the highway. Yeah. Medium fountain Coke, not a diet Coke, a Coke heavy. I'm not here for any of the diet beverages, a medium fries. And they were just like salty and so good. And I just felt like, even though my life was falling apart, I was okay for right now. And I just sat yeah. in silence and drove home and just enjoyed myself. And I finished it in the parking lot and I didn't go outside and t- or in my driveway. And I didn't go inside until it was done because there's just some pressure you hit your breaking point. And you're like, what am I going to do? Yes. But I don't lose it. And that's like, I think I have to. Like it's my goal in 2024. I'm done with goals for 2023. I'm over it. But for 2024, my goal, my goal is to like not get to the point where I'm burned out and now I'm losing my shit on everyone. And it's like, okay, mom needs yeah. the break. Like my, I don't right. want to get there. I want to try to like factor any kind of self-care in earlier. So I'm not burning out. I think yeah. I'm burning out a lot. 
No, a hundred percent. Well, it's funny that you described like that, 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 cause that is the same exact thing that drove me to a fountain Coke a few weeks ago. I can't believe I let this happen, but I ran out of diapers. Like I'm telling you, like the, my child was in the last one that was like on her body. Oh, I've been there. Sometimes I'm like, it's a swim diaper. And like, I'll put a pad in the bottom. Oh yeah. When I'm out and then we're, and then we're going like, to target whatever. and that's fine. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe it happened. I'm like a delivery diaper person. Like I get my shipment every four weeks. Anyway, poor planning, whatever. Um, so I went, I went to Walgreens cause it's like down the street. I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab some diapers, go to Walgreens. They don't have my brand and I'm very loyal to my brand. So I was like so mad and I was just like, I'm going to have to go to a fucking grocery store now. Like it's, you know, Wednesday at 7 p.m. And I was like, you know what? I I'm going to I'm going to stop. I'm going to get a Coke real quick because I need a little a little something to get me through the next little hurdle here, because then I had to go to a grocery store and you're going to go to a grocery store. You're not going to just get diapers because, of course, you need other things. Never. Because you're like, I also need ice cream and five (laughs) things I haven't tried that I want in this moment. So, yeah, you know, I think I think that, you know, I want more for myself than Fountain Coke moments, but in the interim, they feel important and I'm not going to feel bad about something silly or what others might think is, you know, frivolous or unnecessary or unhealthy <laughs> for something that brings me so much peace and calm and calmness in my life. We like, I need it. I need it to be a good mom. Like I just do. <laughs> like I, I know myself, like I need a fucking break. Like it's sometimes fountain Coke is enough to tide me over. Like it's, it, it'll do it. But like, and like, I feel not guilty maybe a little guilty to admit that like my favorite form of self-care um is being away from my family (laughs) like and just taking a fucking beat because like honestly like when you hit the toddler stage like and I'm sure every mom listening knows this like it's so easy to get overstimulated like they're yelling at you and then they're drawing on you with a marker and then everybody needs to eat and the dog's barking and your husband's trying to tell you a story about a band you used to like 10 years ago and you have done done at that point my brain is done over and I can't do it anymore and and I I love my family obviously but the best times of self-care for me are when I'm like when I go on a trip away with other moms with you guys like we go like my due date group we do trips I love that every couple of months I mean I the first one I didn't go because I was like nervous that they were all going to be really cool and I was going to be lame so I didn't go to the first one but after I saw how fun they looked like and how like great of time everyone had, I was like, I'm never missing one again. So like we went to Fort Worth, we went to Boston, we're going to 30A, like most of us next April, we like rented a house and we're going like, it's conscious moments. And I think it's also choosing to spend them with other people who understand your struggle. So they're not going to ask more of you than you can give. Like there's no, the schedule, like you can go do whatever you want. Like I definitely like, I, it was definitely early on for me. It was harder for me to leave. Like it was more stressful for me to leave Lola than when they're tiny for sure. Yeah. Like it's taken me a while to feel like I could actually relax if I'm not like home with her. Like, I mean, like I have people I can leave her with, but I like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I think that that's, it ends up not being like, I was, I remember when Jay and I went away not too long ago, I was like, you know what? It needs to be a two night minimum because the amount of work it takes me to get out of the house for one night, like it's just not worth it to like go away for one night. Like it has to be more like a two night thing because, um, in order for like the second night to sink in and be like, I'm actually, I can actually relax. Like I need one for a small baby, all the work it takes. Like the first trip, like away from her that I took was my cousin's bachelorette and we were gone for like maybe three nights. I don't think I stayed the last night. I think I came home, but like it took like hours of packing. Like my car was packed to the brim. I had to go drop her. It was a whole thing. And I was like, I, couldn't it didn't sink in for me because I would like wake up at 6 a.m being like fuck like what am I and it's just like you don't get it you have to like do the dress rehearsal first and like don't be afraid to do the dress rehearsal go the first time is going to be weird do it anyway and it gets easier like that was very stressful I was like afraid I wasn't gonna be able to leave her and then like for your wedding I was like Chris you drop her off and I'm dealing with it like (laughs) someone else just go I've packed her as much as I can but it's on you now buddy like done little all that I can do that's that's it like well, and as a breastfeeding mom for me the first like because we breastfed ugh, through the first year stressful like it was so freaking stressful because I wasn't leaving her regularly like I was with her all the time in the beginning so I wasn't pumping regularly because I was always with her so to get ready to go out like I'd have to pump enough to make sure pumping for then- the fucking birds <laughs> it's so hard and then you know you'd freeze stuff and then you'd defrost stuff and then it wouldn't get used and then it would go bad and you'd have to throw it out and you know like oh my god you know I remember when I had like (laughs) when Jay and I went out on our first date like real date not just like a walk in the park with Lola but like he took me to like a comedy club and I remember being like do I bring my breast pump I think I bought brought my breast pump to like in the car because I was like if this like goes well and we go back to his place, I'm gonna have to. Sorry, just pump. gotta to- like, just gotta top these off before anything gets wild. Like, like it was so stressful trying to date while breastfeeding, but anyway, like uh, or just go away or have any time to yourself. But so you're yeah, so tied it, as a mom, you're so like you're physically tied if you're breastfeeding, yeah. especially or like when I was exclusively pumping in the beginning, you're pumping every three hours, which is literally the definition of insanity but like you're just physically tied to them and you're just like I feel like I'm not like I'm the one who's doing all the stuff like I need to be there I need to provide for them I can't have time away and you can you can and you'll figure it out and it makes you a better parent because I mean if you are doing this thing with like a partner guess what they're a parent too they have to step up too like that's fine and other people will want to help you well, and I had a lot of guilt, like as a new single mom, like, like, like going out and, and dating and I wasn't dating a lot of people. I mean, I met Jay really quick and I, I was, say like, it spending was time with him. a very short, <laughs> but, pool. but I did feel like, you know, I felt like some guilt just being like, you know, I, I, I wanted this baby so bad. I worked so hard to have this baby. I had her by myself. I need to spend every moment with her. And my mom really helped me too. She, I mean, for everybody, you all like you too, like, you know, we're like, it's really important for her to have a happy mom, a mom that's thriving. And I think also as a single mom, I was really nervous that like, I didn't want to like put so much on her 
that like she was my everything and the truth was is she really was every <laughs> she you know it was like all I had Your in the literal world everything and I was like it's really important for me to also maintain my maintain find some independence and like not just be like okay my whole identity is Lola's mom even though Again, I wanted a baby for 10 years. It was all I ever wanted. Like, I was like, oh my God, okay, it doesn't I'm a make mom. It, it doesn't make it any less fucking difficult. Like, it's still really hard. And like, I mean, it even felt like I felt guilty in the beginning, like working in, in front of her when I went back to work, which sounds bizarre, but like daycare is very expensive. And like, I miss seeing my kids. So we kept her home three days a week. And even just like, she was fine. Like I, she was right. She would be like here, like, with me or I'd be holding her and like working, but I was like, Oh my God, like I'm not paying a hundred percent attention to her. But like now that she's like growing up and like, she's definitely more independent. Cause she sees that like yeah. mommy and daddy work and mommy and daddy go to trips. And sometimes daddy goes and hangs with his friends and mommy will go on a work trip. And like in her world, like that's fine. And like mommies make things happen. Like what mommy says goes all the time. Yeah. So why wouldn't she think that what she says goes? So it ends up reflecting better on them to see you doing things that you love that aren't them all the time <laughs> no 100 percent. and like I feel like that's one of the things I also think that's like that ended like a great result is like you know my like Lola will go she'll go with my grandma with mm-hmm. her grandma she'll go with my sister she'll go with Megan like you know what I mean she'll just yeah. be like okay we're doing this now she loves her babysitter her babysitter went away for the summer went home came back after like not seeing her for three months and I was like oh my god is this gonna be and Lola was like bye she doesn't even look up she's like bye mom leave you know and I'm like okay cool like she has a secure attachment totally and so you know I feel like I'm at (laughs) if I wasn't about to give birth I'd be like I feel like I'm at a point where I could really do more away from Lola I listen everybody hold me accountable don't let me have another baby until I take a real vacation we're gonna go on a real vacation we're gonna we're gonna go on a on a retreat away when nobody's pregnant and everything's fine which I don't know when that will actually be when nobody's pregnant but um it's it's (laughs) it's really it's really hard and like have you ever heard the um like the Shonda Rhimes like the commencement speech that she gives and she's like okay well I hate it spoiler alert but it's popular with many mothers but she says like in one point like people ask me like how I do it all and like I've stopped answering that question because like I do not like if I'm like on the set of Grey's Anatomy like I'm failing because I'm not at my kid's soccer practice like if I'm at their final performance like I'm failing because I'm missing the final table read of and like I like the narrative of like I don't do it all I have help like I have to like I make choices and like that's fine but the but the I'm failing in another way like I'm like that's garbage like you're not failing because you're choosing to do something else that you have to do like there's an unrealistic expectation of motherhood that you have to do many things at the same time and be happy about it like that's just not sustainable for anyone so why would we make it okay for like a mom to have to do it yeah and and part of that is making time for yourself and things that you like to do with or without your children But I also think that like, I don't know, I guess like, yeah, like the word failure, I think has such like a connotation. And as somebody who's like failed (laughs) at a lot of things, you know what I mean? For a lot of years, I do kind of feel like I don't fear, fear failure in the same way that I used to. Like, you know, it's like when you failed so much and also still 
gotten so much and felt like, you know, you've come through and like been so resilient. And certainly you have too, Corey, you know, it's like, it's like, all right. Like I, I do relate to that. Like in the, in the sense that like, you know, no matter what, like there's, you can never have all the balls in the air. You know what I mean? There's always, no, you like, have to, the thing that I learned early on, like being a working parent and that's something I, when we did meet the moms, we didn't mention, we are both very much working parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're and- badass working moms. Like we run our our fields and we run our homes. <laughs> I wish I ran my fields. I I run around a field. No, Girl, you um, run, you run, you run your shit. I I do the best I can. But the the thing I learned early enough is like, you're not gonna be able to juggle at all. Like, someone said to me once, like there are you're going to drop balls, but you have to learn which ones are glass and which ones will bounce. So like 100%. drop and I like drop the ones that sometimes I will gently lay them down. Sometimes I will throw them away and like be yeah. like catch me in five years, bounce back later. But it it's just like I, I don't see myself even as failing. Like I think I've reframed what failure looks like. Like mm-hmm. we've had like some very difficult years and I don't think I've failed at all. Like I think I've learned a lot and like just changed but I don't think I failed I don't ever see like you as failing like I just I don't see failure the same way I mean there's times there's times I'm like I probably could have reacted better to that but you know we've never been parents before like we're just learning this is all new I guess I just feel like you know like one like I feel like divorce is somewhat of a failure like and again best thing that ever happened to me because it led me to make the choice to have Lola like it had to happen I really believe But at the same time, like, you know, when you set out to make a commitment with someone and then, you know, for life and then it doesn't work out, there is a certain element of that that feels like failure and something did fail. Like the marriage, like, you know, the love, the the relationship, the connection, like, and, and again, I think that like, for me, like, you know, there was, there was so much love there at one point and it changed and again, led me to have such a different life that I couldn't foresee brought me to a place of so many blessings, like that, that failure, if we were to call it that, and in some ways it really felt like that also going through it, like it was a devastating loss in a way, um, again, brought me to such a different, beautiful place that again, part of me is just like, all right, like the things that we perceive as failure or like whatever, like maybe are just in disguise, you know, they're just large conduits of change. Like I would never, exactly. It's I would, I would never think that like, because you got divorced, you failed because I know you and you throw everything you had at it. And like, you are the kind of person that will do everything to save something. Like I would never think that you failed. Um, it's just like it, I think I've just reframed that by seeing, by becoming a parent like I think my parents failed I think they failed <laughs> like I think that's safe I think that's safe to say um but like seeing how like how bad that was right like I'm like well that nothing is ever going to be that bad like you know what you don't want to do so you make it a conscious decision to move away from that but sometimes things just don't work out like and things don't turn out the way you plan and that's very frustrating but I don't think that's failure I think that's just change you didn't anticipate I guess too, like, you know, of the years of trying to conceive too, for me, it always felt like that was such a, like, that can feel very much. Well, cause (laughs) it's like, I could, I know I could do this. Like, and it becomes like such a personal, like it does, it feels like you're failing when you can't do it. Cause you're like, I was literally like, this is the one thing I'm supposed to do. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, but even then I didn't feel like 
I didn't feel like I was failing. I felt like my body was failing me, but right, like totally detaching that from you. Uh, maybe, maybe I need to talk to some therapy tomorrow morning. Cause I've, like, I've never <laughs> failed, but like, I just, I, no. I don't know. I mean, I think though, but I think that like, you know, I, I, for me, it was just always like every month there was this like, you know, like waiting to get my mm-hmm. period again. Like it was just such this like physical reminder of like, you're either going to get what you want or you're going to fail. And like that for me, that like, again, very binary. That, there's like, nothing, yeah. nothing in between. And it's just a it's harsh like, slap in the face. Totally. It, and, and again, for me, like having, you know, having two pregnancies that resulted in miscarriage, it was like that was like it was even harder because it was like okay it worked it was so and then, close exactly it was so close and you didn't and like that's even more frustrating like you're like I could have had it like it was right there and like what did I do and it's like you didn't do anything and if you're sitting at home and like going through that period in life which is very unfortunate um and people don't talk about it ever still I think it's still really taboo you didn't do anything wrong you didn't do anything wrong. It just fucking sucks. It's not fair. And you have every age angry about it. And like, that's why and, you can be mad right now. And, and also if you're a mom that, that went through that and now you're a mom and you're tired and you're feeling angry or resentful about <laughs> being a mom, that's also okay. Cause I think that's something too, that like I went through is like, because I wanted this so bad, I wasn't allowed to have a bad day or like, because I wanted this so bad, I shouldn't feel burnt out. And it's just like, that's also unrealistic, you know, and, and being kind to ourselves, I think is the first self-care and in a way, like, again, I wouldn't wish, you know, infertility on anybody because it's such a painful journey, but it also, I think in a lot of ways made me really resilient and strong to like, you have to, you have to keep loving your body, even when you feel like it's failing you because the body, your body is what's going to be the vehicle only one you have that is all you have so you could fight you could fight and you could be on bad terms for like a couple weeks then you gotta just dig deep and find find it within you and and sometimes finding that way is making your own space and doing something different and that's taking a trip or that's like i won't talk about self-care is not right so like when you first have this brand new baby in your home, like, and then you're tired and like the baby's not sleeping or like you're breastfeeding, you're battle feeding. I had a, um, why can't I think of the word reflux baby, which was like even more frustrating. It's like, I've pumped this gold for you and you're going to throw it up on my clothes. Are you kidding me? So it's like all of this stress and you just like, people are like, okay, like, let me come give you a break. So you can like have some self-care and you could, um, take a shower. Taking a shower is not self-care. Basic hygiene is not self-care. We should want moms to just have that, that that's, that's like bare minimum baseline. Self-care is is beyond that. So like, I think we need to stop normalizing like basic needs as self-care when you're in that time. Moms need more help. Yeah. Like it's, it's just nuts. Like self-care when you're like a new mom is like getting to leave the house by yourself and go get a Starbucks for 10 minutes and just sit there and listen to like someone else have a mental breakdown that they're like eavesdrop on someone else's conversation. <laughs> like have your live episode of normal gossip, like do something, walk to the mailbox. Like that's still bare minimum for me, but like just do something else, like remove yourself from the environment. Um, if that's what you need, or yeah. maybe it's holding your baby and everyone else leaves you the fuck alone and leaves because everyone's bothering you or like it just it's not like the bare minimum of like survival like eating hygiene 
like and, breathing and for me like i feel like with at least with lola we'll see what it's like with this babe but um you know for me i also there were things that i did i think i talked about this on one of our episodes too like i did with lola that were self-care and like for me like again it wasn't stressful for her to be at a certain age uh strapped it's hard to imagine now <laughs> but her to be strapped you know in the little snuggly baby bjorn whatever and and go to the grocery store or like go to starbucks with her or go get a pedicure like i just strapped her like she was a really easy baby she slept all the time she loved movement so like I would just strap her on and go do something for myself. And, you know, once, once I started feeling <laughs> like myself again, which, you know, takes some time, but um, yeah. So I also feel like, you know, like zero judgment on what you need to do, but create like doing things that feel good for you as a mom are, are critical to, I think your child's happiness. And I think that's the thing that like, it's easy to forget is like to get caught in the cycle of sacrifice and giving and martyr being a martyr. And like, you know, your kid will, will be better off to see you taking care of yourself and being happy, living a full life with your own interests, your own friends. Um, you know, then, then them just thinking the sun rises and sets with them. I, I really maintain that. And, you know, I want my girls to be strong, independent women. And I totally want to have fun with them too and do stuff together. But I also really want them to, you know, that's what's so messed up about all this core. It's like, if we do our jobs right, if we do it right, then they won't they need go. us. <laughs> they walk away from us. And it's like, you know, you spend so much time trying to, they need us so much in the beginning because they, they have no judgment and you have to think of everything for them and you have to do everything for them. And it's just a gradual letting go process. I mean, I, I mean, was that's, sobbing. That's what it day. is. I mean, that, well, that's why when I was like, okay, like we're going to take the binky away. I was like, oh, I'm Aww. like working up in my mind. And then she was just like, I get a present. And it's like in the morning. Yeah. She was like, okay, clink, clink done like and then asked her and i was like no remember we had to give them away to the babies okay and she was done and i was just like hey, she's so good up. she's supposed to meet me but like i like this is like a core memory for me when i was older and like my mom and i are estranged now and have been for some time but like in a breaking point with her she was so upset and she said well you just don't need me anymore mm. And it's like, that's the goal. The goal is that I don't, you don't need me. I mean, there's times where you will always like need quote unquote, but like, I want my daughter to want me yeah, not to necessarily yeah. need me. And for her to see yeah. that, like, it's healthy. If you want to go do something by yourself, that's fine. Go do that. Like, yeah. and even just let, like deciding what your children see and don't see, like, I want her to see that. Like, yes, I do. Like, I don't sneak away when I go for a work trip or a personal trip or nothing. It's like, not like it was harder when she was younger but like we say goodbye mommy's gonna go away for a few days you're gonna have special time with dad or you're gonna go see Mimi while mommy and daddy go whatever like we're very honest with her about what yeah. we're doing and and even if we like obviously we don't like to fight in front of her but if like there's a disagreement or something that we're not into it's like okay well we're gonna talk about this later because like I just don't agree like it's okay for your children to see yeah. that life is not a perfect rosy thing because they need to know like how to deal with conflict how to care for themselves how to communicate with each other and even like communicating okay. with your partner that you need self-care time or like if you're in that like being a toddler parent is like 
ooh, the skill sets you develop because there's just, they're so insane. But it's like communicating like, okay, like mommy needs some space right now. I love you, but I am going to go walk over there for five seconds. Like, and that's, I don't even know if I want to say that's for self-care, but it kind of is. You're preserving your own sanity and saying like, I need my, like, I love you and I don't need space from you. I just need, I need to go have my, I hate this term, big feelings over here. I never say big feelings. Like it's the dumbest fucking thing on the planet. I just need, I just need to go be angry for a second. Like big feelings makes it feel like a cartoon character, but they need to see that like, you're a normal person. Their emotions are normal. Expressing them are normal. Like, and wanting different things is fine too. One of my favorite things that Lola's doing lately is I'll ask her like at night when I'm putting her to bed, I'm like, do you want me to rub your back? And most of the time the answer is yes. Um, Or like before I ask, she's just like, back, back. And I'm like, okay. But every once in a while, I'll be like, do you want me to rub your back? And she's like, no. And I'm just like, okay. And then sometimes I'll be like scratching her back and she'll like tell me to do it a different way. And there's just something about it that's like, I love that she just says what she wants. Like, you know, or like if I'm rubbing her belly, she'll take my hand and move it to her head or her back. And I'm just like, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. (laughs) I want to advocate for myself the same way. Like when, when I need something, I want to do that. And I don't want to teach her, like, I don't want that to stop. You know, like I'm really big on consent to like, can I give you a hug? Can I cuddle you? And sometimes she says no. And I'm like, good. Okay. Respect that space. We don't have to hug and kiss every relative either. Let's stop. Right. Like, like that's your boundary. That's great. And what I'm so conscious of is like, again, just like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk her out of that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't no. want to ever. So in order to do that, I'm going to have to advocate for myself more and my own needs now and like have my own good boundaries. Well, then that's something um, we like, le- you learn back. Cause sometimes like you teach them lessons because you want them to like do better than you were doing. And then they like, you learn it back in a different way. Like, yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Or she'll say, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like, Excuse me. What do you mean? Not going to do her. I don't want to, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Or like, sometimes she'll just call it like, I'll be like, all right, like, I'm going to be the cool mom. Like, we're going to stay up a little bit late tonight, like whatever. And she'll look at me and she'll be like, I, I gotta go to crib. And like, she'll she puts she'll herself like, to sleep. She does. Like, if we're taking too long, she'll like the other, she's like, put on the sound machine, put it on. She was like getting so annoyed at me that I was like taking too long, but it's just like, you call call it when you need it like yeah and and to see them like being independent like that and advocating for themselves like being little babies and just saying what they need like and part of that is just because they have no filter and like they're easier to say that but like maybe we as moms need to do the same thing maybe we need to like have no filter when it comes to what we need and just be out there and and supportive of each other and that like I also do feel like there's like some judgment from moms like if, if a mom is traveling a lot and they're posting a lot on like that they're going here or there on Instagram, it's like, well, why isn't she ever with her kids? Or like, yeah. you, I never see a picture with you, with your child on social media, like drop that shit. Stop that. Like, don't judge other moms. Like, yeah. Who parent differently than you, or you also just don't know. know. It's a yeah. highlight reel. Like you just don't know. Like if I was able to like jet set everywhere, like, yeah, I'd probably show that part of my life and not like my kid picking her nose in the corner. Yeah, probably I would <laughs> like, that's just, just fine. Like totally. Yeah. And I, and I just think that like, again, every, every family is set up different. Every 
every kid is different. Every relationship, you know, between a mother and a child is different. A parent and a child is different. So we, we just, it's easy to look at other people and be like, I would never do that. And it's like, okay, you don't freaking have to. You like, don't have you, to do that. that that's, that's the I beautiful hope you never thing. have to understand it. <laughs> Goodbye. And, and even just like knowing that, like, I used to be very afraid that like, mine and Allie's relationship would turn out like my mother's but like I think knowing what you don't want like it just helps you shape your behavior better like my mom never I don't want to say she never took a break for herself but there was like no separation like I was her everything and that was awful because then you know one day your kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave and what are you going to have left what are you going to have left with your partner what do you have left for yourself like what else are you going to do with them when they choose to spend time with you like you're still a person like you're a mom and mom is definitely part of my identity but it has not become my identity and i don't think that that's i think some people will be horrified that i said that like your mom is not your everything that's not everything you're doing no it's not because i'm also a best friend and i'm a granddaughter and i'm a niece and i'm a wife yeah. and like whatever you're a, you're a million things and mom is one of them i think i do it really well and i love doing it but sometimes Absolutely. i would like to take the mom hat off and step away and i think that's fine and i don't Absolutely. i don't think we should judge other moms for that and, you know, when I was, you know, the other day, like sobbing, Jay came in the kitchen. He's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, the girls are going to leave. He was like in 18 years, Rach, you know, and I was just like, literally you at, know. at your wedding, when you were, when you were dancing with your dad and Jay was dancing with Lola, I'm sobbing. Like I'm just yeah. full on. And I look at Chris, I'm like, you're going to do this with Allie. And he was like, yeah, she's too. Like we have some time. I'm like, but then she's going to be big and have and I like it was you just lose your mind but but you know and and you know it's like you really get you get really kind of I've chosen no longer to be upset at the older moms who tell me to enjoy it because I really really believe them I really believe them how fast it goes and I really believe how they would love to go back to their kid being two I also really feel like I have been really present and, and yes, it's gone fast, but I've also really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, she's about to be two, but it's like, yeah. She's, yeah, it sounds about right it, sometimes. You know? It's like, I have and, done a lot of sleepless nights that adds up the math maths for me. Yeah, it's, you know, and it, and it's, and yes, it goes quick, but yes, it's amazing. And the other thing I, you know, my mom and I are really close um, in our relationship and also geographically, she lives five minutes from me. I see her pretty much four to five times a week. She helps with Lola. And so I think about that. I'm just like, you know what? And we didn't always live close together, but we do now. And it's really special. And again, we're part of each other's daily life. And so there's a chance that, that one day I'll get to do that with my girls. And if they move to, you know, Paris, you know, I will go, I will follow them. <laughs> I hope just they can get a beret and a baguette and you'll fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I never wanted to go to Paris, but if they're in Paris, I'm going to Paris. <laughs> the one where Rachel goes to Paris. I hope they go somewhere cooler than Paris. No offense to Paris. I'm sure it's great, but plenty of offense to Paris. I who everyone study abroad in Paris. We get it. Paris. Bonjour. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But I mean, I think also like the joyful part of being a parent is like seeing the things that your kid are become interested in that you would never in a million years like oh yeah I do. can't wait for that like I 
I remember as a kid, like just always wanting to like know more than <laughs> than my parents. Like I couldn't wait to tell them something they didn't <laughs> shocking, know. Shocking, shocking. <laughs> like I wanted to like be like you guys. Like I can't wait to teach you about this. And my parents were really knowledgeable, and so it was like hard for me to like be like, let me drop some jewels on you guys, you know. Um, but I can't wait to hear what Lola's interested in. I am a little nervous, you know. I don't know if I should even put it out in the universe, but like, I am not a sports person. I have a lot of problems with competition <laughs> and I <laughs> am a little nervous, but, uh, I am what, for I her am, to, like play youth sports. Yeah. I mean, like, I know I'm going to get into it. I know I'm going to like, I'm she, whatever she's into, I'm going to follow her lead. Um, and I'm going to learn about it and I'm going to like do my best but I'm just, it's going to be a learning It's around the corner now. Like the thing that Allie is really into right now, like when I found out I was having a daughter, I was like, oh my God, Disney princesses dress up. Like, yes. Like I know this part. She's really, really into Spider-Man right now. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I was like, what? She was like, I want to watch that. And she pointed to Spidey on Disney plus. I was like, you're going to hate this. She loves it. She runs around the house pretending that she's shooting webs and saying it's Spidey time and like sliding across the wood floor. So, but now it's like, I'm out in target. I'm like, oh my God, like I bought the Spidey coloring book and there's like a Spidey call. Like, and you just become like, this is what my kid loves. Like, I love it too. And like, you want to do it with them. So like, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm going to get the Disney princess baby and you get the Spidey baby and that's fine. Like, and it's just, (laughs) just like that. And it's, it's just anything that makes her happy like I will do I'll be like okay like if you want to be in like Ninja Turtles fine I'll go by that like it doesn't matter like whatever makes you happy is fine and I think for them to see for them to see the same thing for you whatever makes you happy is it's going to be the same thing no yeah Lola's obsessed the only so she when she was little I had her in a million different headbands and hats and uh bows and whatever and uh she does still like hats but the only hat she'll wear is her Dodgers hat little baseball cap it is pink but like homegirl will not leave the house without it like she's just like i need my hat and i'm like how about this hat it's butterflies it's cute she's like no no she wants her dodgers hat it's not the one it's not the one so no but yeah seeing what brings your kid joy like i i cannot imagine ever my kid being like this unless it's like i don't know i don't want to give an example but anyway um whatever it won't it won't even be because you'll be like you love it unless it's harming unless it's harming someone like i don't know if my kid was really into hunting i think i might be like you know hunting for sport i might don't think that your child would ever be exposed (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying that's like the only thing i can imagine me being like maybe i don't want to support this but anything else other than like harming uh, an animal or, or or another person i think i could get behind. as long as the activity is safe then yes yeah <laughs> I, the activity i hate the most though that is safe but i hate is play-doh oh my god we love play-doh play-doh's oh, great. i hate play-doh Why? i hate play-doh what do you have because, against play-doh because like i mean this is just a reflection of who i am as a parent like the colors become mixed and then like there's play-doh ground into my like dining room seats and then she it's just everywhere and then we can't put the play-doh away to eat because we're having too much fun with the play-doh and am i sick in the head because i just bought her another play-doh set from the binky fairy yeah i am i am and i bought kinetic sand like a moron i'm like this is going to be such a mess but i buy it anyway because she loves it gone to kinetic sand yet i mean 
yeah i don't i you know she's into paint finger painting and like you know we we do some of those messy things but this is the one thing i can't stand which is really unfair and i i do it anyway i put up with it but the thing that makes my skin crawl and and i eat it too but it's just watching my kid eat ketchup like really Ooh, yeah we do out. like it we do like, and so when they when it's the oh I i'm just, just like can't. i would like to throw up now like uh everywhere and the barbecue sauce and the nuggets and it's like you know and and it's so much joy and i and i know and i was that kid i'm sure but like that's to me i'm like cringing yeah i mean it's just the kids are weird like that's the thing you just gotta know it and let it go they're gonna do and you're gonna be like not my kid my kid's gonna eat frittatas and whatever and my kid's gonna be that no your kid's gonna be weird just like all the other kids but they'll do their own weird thing like my kid will eat chicken piccata and it's been her favorite food since she was like six months old but she but she won't touch any other kind like if it's chicken marcella she won't have it. If it's roasted chicken, it has to be like only her dad can make it. It has to look a certain way. Like kids are just weird. Like that's so they're funny. just, they're just, but, but that's what makes them special. Uh, and that's, they'll grow out of it, but yeah. it doesn't, it, it, you just find it doesn't matter because whatever they love, you love. So you should treat yourself the same. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, right. Like if we treated ourselves the way we treated our kids, what (laughs) that's a challenge i think i will do this week i'm gonna give myself the same permission to like love things unabashedly that i let her do and i you you encourage them to be silly and funny and like do all those things like i think i would like to live my life like a toddler which is probably honestly like living my life like an absolute drunk person because that's how i feel like she is half the time (laughs) no but you know like when i just said that i was like oh my god it feels so revolutionary to say like imagine treating yourself like you treat a kid your child but the consequences of not doing that like in a way if we don't do that if we don't give ourselves the same grace that we give our daughters dude, they're just going to become us. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The, our little mini stressed out selves. I mean, I, I love myself. I do. I love myself. I think I'm great, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you're great too, <laughs> but like, hello, I want more for her. And so she's watching, like she's watching everything. She's watching. watching when I'm eating. That's something I'm very conscious of. Like I try to really eat at the same time as her because mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want her to think that she needs to serve everybody else and like save herself for last to eat like no, no we, like, we do the same thing dinner. too and now whenever we dinner she goes we're eating together <laughs> we're so all eating true. together I'm like yes we'll eat together I, I do think that's like it shouldn't be such a radical idea that we give us the same grace as we give our children I say that and then like today definitely at dinner five times I was like if you put your finger in your nose one more time we are going to have to like take a break yeah but it's also funny because she'll say to me now like if she doesn't want to do something, she'll just say, I'm, I'm taking break. I'm taking break. Oh, I love that. So I feel like I'm like, there's some days where I really feel like I'm really, I'm really like fucking it up. But yeah. then there's other days where I'm like, okay, I'm doing okay. Like it's, it's fine. And I think it's because we're just more conscious than our parents ever were of anything that they were doing with us, honestly. No. And, and sometimes though, like some days I'm doing the exact same thing. And one day I'm certain that it's working and the next day I'm certain that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's going to be important to remember when I go through this newborn phase again, because that's exactly what 
I remember from it is like sometimes like yes I cracked the code like I just need to do xyz and then the next day it's completely different next day Um, like I'm doing xyz and I'm getting one two three instead and I don't really know why that's happening but then again you know it's like I feel like that's also just life you know like some days you go to work and you you know you pull in the parking lot and you do this and that and everything goes well and then some days before you pull in the parking lot you know you're You're having an emotional breakdown yeah Yeah. needing a fountain coke at at 8 a.m you know what I mean I have gotten fountain cokes delivered to the office when it's a really rough day and guess what There there are other people in the office who are like absolutely absolutely some people get a diet fountain coke and we'll forgive those people but like i think everyone can relate to just needing a fucking break yeah and it can't be it's like not a bottle from the vending machine no there's 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 tears of acceptable (laughs) coca-cola and if you feel differently about this you can send us an email so the lowest the lowest tier is a bottle a lowest tier is a plastic bottle. Then I would say a can, but it has to be yep. ice cold, crispy. Yeah. Um. Then I would say like a regular fountain from like a diner per se. Um. And then the elite, elite, elite is the McDonald's fountain coke. <laughs> I take nothing. I take That's no other. So funny. Something I've also been doing, life hack to do a little self care, is I have um like the vanilla syrup and I'll make myself vanilla Cokes sometimes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's fancy. Mm-hmm. So um, take, take your lime and your diet Coke and shut No, I'm kidding. I feel like I'm trying to think of fun. I take baths. Like I take baths for self-care. That's oh, like, I do too. Um, One of my self-care things is like get nice bath stuff, bath bombs, um, the lush so, bath bombs are superior. Yeah. Yeah. But Baths yeah, I mean, here's to here's to doing more <laughs> of what we want. Here's to McDonald's fountain cokes in the tub. <laughs> I feel like do you remember um Run's house at the end of the episode when he would be like on the Blackberry in the tub and he would like type <laughs> the ending message? It would be like so, like this one would be this. It would be self-care for moms is really important. Like moms come first. Moms are great. Peace, love, rev run. <laughs> Just like a zoom out on the bubble bath. That's Perfect. how I feel. That's how yeah. I feel. Um, if you're a mom listening, go like after this episode, like go take five minutes. If you're a partner, right. go give your other, go give them your mom partner five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And just know that it's fine. You'll be a better person for it. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Delete If Not Allowed. We'd love if you'd send in your parenthood questions or hottest mom group drama to delete if not allowed pod at gmail.com. This podcast was hosted by Rachel Cook and Corey Santiago, produced by Megan Conroy, Rachel Cook, and Corey Santiago. Edited by Jesse Sander, music by Nate Sander. We'd like to thank our husbands, our daughters, and all the people who helped us along the way, however big or small. New episodes of Delete If Not Allowed drop every Wednesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Delete If Not Allowed Pod, or find us on Facebook as Delete If Not Allowed.